This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. It is Beckuel Daily presented by FanDuel Sports with Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a football Friday morning. We'll continue to line up the NFL. we got to get to all things Tom Brady against the Patriots coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now we go to Ryan Williams of FanDuel and Number Fire. He's joining us on the Roman guest line to talk some NFL. Ryan, we had a guest on earlier this week and it took us like 10 minutes to get to Bucks Patriots. And I, th- I thought we were all going to get fired because we waited too long. So let's start there. The biggest game of the weekend Tom Brady returns, big road favorites. Ryan, um, do you think that when you look at this game, there's any chance, any chance that everyone's missing this and the Patriots keep this close? Or is this a Bucks route and Tom Brady has a party? This is a Bucks route and Tom Brady has a party. We might see him coming off the boat again, holding bottles and being wobbly <laughs> after his visit to Foxborough. Um, you know, it just, and the line's just not, I just don't know why it's at, at where it is. I mean, opening at six and a half, being bet to seven. Um, and this just feels like a, a smash spot for Brady. And we'll be looking back on a Monday, Monday morning quarterback and being like, why did we not just see this obliteration happening? Um, Mac Jones has struggled. Um, Tom Brady's going to know this defense, know how to pick them apart. I just don't see any way that the Patriots can stay in this game offensively if they put up points big early, Tampa Bay, that is. Uh, Ryan, it's fascinating because you also have all the teasers, all the parlays tied to this Sunday night game, and they're all going to say bucks on those tickets. But it's a big prop week because they've been posted on every sports betting site all week, which we don't see. We typically have to wait till Thursday, Friday, sometimes even uh, until the weekend for some of them. But the books are saying, hey, have at it. Take all your Brady overs. Take your over. I saw on FanDuel this week, 297 and a half, uh, plus money on over two and a half touchdowns. What are you doing with uh, Brady props and just props in this game? Yeah, I mean, you you love the narrative here that he's going to most likely, I mean, granted there's no injury or anything like that, pass the uh, all-time leader in yards um, for the quarterback position. So you definitely definitely love that. I love getting that bet um, for for the touchdowns there on him. And then when we're looking at, I mean, this is a revenge game, so to speak, for Gronk as well, too. You're looking at Gronk to score two touchdowns on the FanDuel Sportsbook at seven and a half to one. I mean, why not? This dude's been putting up two touchdown games already. I think that they really want to go in here, prove that, you know, they made a mistake for letting Brady go. And I think the team rallies behind him. Ryan, we saw some good things last night from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the first time I was like, all right, I see it now. He had, a, he had a nice game, some really nice throws last night in a loss. You're in Chicago, Ryan. Justin Fields is the story. Matt Nagy's really the bigger story. Bears play calling. Do you see any angle worth yeah. playing in the Bears-Lions this weekend? I, I think the Lions could win this game outright. I, I, I just feel like there's bad, bad vibes in that Bears locker room. What's your thought on Bears-Lions this weekend? 
Yeah, well, you're looking at the line here of, of Bears being, you know, at home minus three. So basically, like neutral side, it's a pick 'em. Um, it doesn't make me feel good to to kind of take the Bears straight up. I do have them in a parlay straight up this week. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be in typical Matt Nagy fashion. Uh, but the one. Uh, side I think you can lean on here is the 41 and a half I mean both of these defenses have given up big point games so far this year and I think they will try on the Bears side to establish David Montgomery get the run going and so if we can put up points hopefully on the Bears side um, and have the Lions kind of playing from behind as they have been in a couple of games I think we hit that over uh, more often than not of 41 and a half so if you're betting the over on that game what are you hoping with the play caller and the quarterback? What's the uh, best case scenario? Yeah, just just limit what the quarterback does. I mean, you can travel all the way down south to what the New Orleans Saints are doing, and I, I'm not trying to compare Sean Payton to Matt Nagy in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But, hey, you got Jameis Winston down there. Limit his passing and give the ball to the running back. Now, that's Alvin Kamara, but we've seen David Montgomery be explosive, and we've seen it in the first quarter of games, and they go away from it. I think you definitely need to establish the run against this Detroit Lions team. Get that going. Put up points early. If the Bears can get you know a touchdown, 10 points, um, in that first quarter going into the early second quarter, then I think that we have, you know, a, a sneaky shootout on our hands with Detroit playing from behind. But you want laser calling the plays, right? Not Nagy? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's <laughs> without saying. I mean, that just needs to happen. And earlier yes. rather than later this year, if we can. Ryan Williams of FanDuel joining us here. Becky Odelli presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Ryan, um, I know you have your eye on a running back this weekend, Daily Fantasy. Who is it? Tell our audience, uh, if they're looking to target someone, who that running back should be. Yeah, so it's it's Jonathan Taylor uh, for me. I mean, especially on FanDuel when you're looking at his price at 6600 I mean, just to put that in perspective, Derrick Henry is over 10k on the site. So, I mean, you're looking at Jonathan Taylor here. The Miami backs have been gassed. They just let Peyton Barber run for 100 yards against them. They're allowing the second most FanDuel points to running backs. And with wins banged up, I think that they really have to get the run going, establish that. You love the regression that's going to come for Jonathan Taylor, who's leading the league and carries inside the five, um, carries inside the 20, and no touchdowns. So I think that that falls to the mean. He gets a score, maybe two, and uh, is definitely a guy you want to put in your lineups this week. Uh, Ryan, it's uh, it's funny because Denver and Carolina have been one of the surprises that we've seen a pair of undefeated teams. And some of the pushback you're going to get is, well, look at the easy schedules. They're going to be tested more right. this week with uh, that Denver go- going Denver game against Baltimore and then Carolina going against Dallas. Uh, I want you to address both of those matchups, but you, you do so much in the DFS space and fantasy space. When we have a three-week sample size, like we're talking about with these two scenarios, how, how much do you weigh that? Like, you know, is that enough saying, okay, this is a bad defense, they're bottom five in these three categories, so they're terrible, I want to attack them, or is the sample size too small uh, only three weeks in? It's not that it's too small necessarily, Joe. It's just that there are edges in finding what the public perception is going to be around a game. So, for example, Carolina and Dallas. Like People are still viewing Dallas as a team that's going to be willing to just throw the ball all the time, and they're going to you know, force teams to put up points. But the way the Dallas defense has been, they're not 
given up points. And we've seen over the past two weeks, like Kellen Moore be adjustable on the play calling where if Dak doesn't need to throw, they're just going to run Zeke. They're going to run Tony Pollard and they're going to be okay with getting a win. So you're looking at that game being at over 50 and a half. And I could see that game possibly being under with two of these defenses being stout. So you really just kind of have to look at the sample size and kind of tell yourself, you know, what's happening in these games to kind of make things seem the way that they are. But in some instances, we have things gleaning over from 2020 that are still coming to fruition in 2021. And those are the spots that I like attacking. And, and what about those matchups? Say that again, matchups as far as... It, yeah, Carolina with, with and Carolina Dallas. and Denver, those uh, the undefeated teams this week. Yeah, so, so Carolina, plus four and a half. I mean, I really like them to be able to cover. Um, I think that they've been successful doing that all year. Now, I know they do have J.C. Horn that's going to be out, no Christian McCaffrey, but I think they could find ways to, to take some advantages in plus four and a half. I do like that. Now, on the Denver side of things, you know, you're talking about a team that has cupcake matchups, and they have. I mean, they haven't played against, you know, a team that's won a game so far this year and they got to take on Baltimore I know that's at home but Baltimore just sneaking out that win against Detroit I think they'll be geared up ready to go in this game and they'll be a true test for Denver Ryan a game I really like uh this weekend is the Browns traveling to Minnesota Stefanski up against Zimmer um where he used to coach obviously for him under him what did last week tell you about the Vikings was that game more about what they can be after the 0-2 start or was that more about the Seahawks and and how do you um, how do you play this game, Browns and the Vikings on Sunday? Yeah, it, it it pains me to say it being here in Chicago, but I mean the Vikings are kind of putting something together. You're looking at the efficiency metrics for Kirk Cousins, and that's kind of been that way for some time here. Mike Zimmer's defense, you know, he's got these guys healthy, playing well. And that last week was the Seattle side. Seattle putting up only, I believe, 17 points in that game while the Vikings are scoring 30. And the Vikings games have been explosive over the past two years. And so you're looking at this Browns-Vikings game. I think there is some fantasy goodness, quote-unquote, so to speak, on the other side, if they can get Nick Chubb going and make play action a little bit easier for, for Baker. But I definitely like attacking the side from D and I definitely like getting the over on this number of 51 and a half. Uh, Ryan, just uh, your favorite sides and totals. What really stands out? And if we kind of went over a game, uh, you can just quickly mention mention that already. But uh, what, what are your favorite uh, plays for this week? Yeah, so it's, it's ugly. But uh, I'm looking at Jets six and a half, to be honest with you. I mean, you're looking at this game and what – the the only thing that the Jets defense does well is kind of contain the run, right? And so I think Robert Sala will try and sell out to stop Derrick Henry. Uh, we got wide receivers for Tennessee. They're two stars who are not practicing in fear of missing the game. So I think that if Zach Wilson can get it together and lean on Corey Davis, who's in a revenge game matchup himself, I think that that's go. interesting to take <laughs> the points there. Okay. I love the revenge games. Ryan, let me throw this at you. <laughs> NFC West. <laughs> NFC West is, is great matchups this yep. week. Um, let's start with the Rams and Cardinals. And I'm intrigued by the number in this game because this has been moving a lot this week. I saw it at six. Uh, last time I looked, it was down to three and a half with the Rams as the favorite here. What do you make of this game? I, I like the Rams. McVay has never lost to the Cardinals and a 7 0 1 against the spread against Arizona. He owns that matchup. What's your thought on the uh, Cardinals traveling to LA? Yeah, I mean, you got two unbeatens that are going against each other here. 
Um, the Cardinals have been really surprising. I mean, defensively, I think they, they're kind of getting into a groove. Offensively, Kyler, you know, he runs the ship. And so getting over on that line, I still think that it's you're getting a great take on there because these two teams average 30 points. We know the Rams are going to put up points. I mean, they, they, they just are. Matthew Stafford is having an incredible year, and you can see why Sean McVay, you know, bet the farm to bring this guy in there. So I think on the other side, Arizona is going to be forced to throw. We get the Hopkins and Ramsey matchups. That's always exciting. Get your popcorn ready, and uh, the over should skyrocket in this game. Uh, Ryan, you were talking about fantasy goodness a few minutes ago, and I always feel like we neglect the Monday night football game. The Raiders have been a lot of fantasy goodness early on in the season. Talk about undefeated teams sitting there uh, three and zero thanks uh, thanks to their offense. Carr, phenomenal, and all of a sudden he's kind of entered uh, the MVP conversation. A- any thoughts on this Raiders Chargers uh, Monday night matchup? We usually get trash games on Monday night and Thursdays. Uh, we got a trash <laughs> yeah. game, but it was competitive last night. But I'm looking forward to right. this one. Uh, LA is favored by three. Yeah, this is this is interesting there, you know, kind of taking hold of the division. Um, the AFC West has just been absolutely incredible this year. But, yeah, I like getting action on this game. I mean, you're looking at on the Chargers side, Mike Williams having a fantastic matchup, a fantastic start to the season there in Joe Lombardi's offense. I think the Raiders will – benefit from getting Josh Jacobs back this week. I think if they can get him back healthy, um, you can see successful or running backs having success against this Chargers defense. And so him going in there, I think will definitely help make things easier on Carr. And I do like the uh, the over on that number of 51 and a half because both of these offenses are elite and will get that established scoring going um, early on in the game. Ryan, any futures you like now that we're three weeks in and a one game uh, through week four last night, but you kind of see a, a little bit and, and maybe your opinion changes of some players and the market moves a little bit. Any futures that you yeah. would jump on or you think are interesting as we head to week four here? Yeah, so real quickly, just uh, as we're talking about running backs and Josh Jacobs himself, I mean, he is 35-1 to to be the rushing touchdown leader. He already has two on the year and has not been healthy. So if we can get him healthy, he's kind of been in the mix over the past couple of years. I know Derrick Henry's been up there, Dalvin Cook as well. Dalvin Cook is 12-1, to which I really like if you aren't, you know, that keen on taking Josh Jacobs there. But 35-1, to I just saw that number. Thought that was incredible. And then real quickly, the Giants. Plus 350 uh, for worst record, or I might, that might be at 650, I believe it's 650. Their next six opponents are at New Orleans, at Dallas, versus the Rams, versus Carolina, at KC, and versus the Raiders. It's just going to be bleak for the Giants. So get that number while you can. Wow. All right. Well, I like that's it. That's a plus 650 on the Giants. That, that's, and you're, that's schedule. That's a good one. Ryan, we appreciate you hopping on here. We'll do it again soon. There was Ryan Williams yep. on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to getroman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's getroman.com slash BeckQL. That giant schedule is brutal. Man, he <laughs> mentioned, yeah, it is. And he also mentioned, uh, Jumping on the Jets. He's on board with everyone. It, it is six and a half. I double checked. I'm like, wait a second. Earlier it was seven. He's right. It's We're down to six and a half. It, man, are they a public dog? Is that what's happening? My goodness. Yeah, it's that public dog versus what we know is going to happen. Chaos is coming. You, you hit on it last night. Chaos it's is coming week. this week. 
it, it, wacky things are going to happen. It, they are. And it might be the Jets. It might be the Giants. It might be someone we haven't even mentioned yet. We'll get to more games, but you know what we got to do next. We have to talk through it. Tom Brady. The, the actual revenge game this week. The real revenge game this week. Brady traveling back to Foxborough. We'll hit every angle. The props. How will we play the game? Is there any chance the Patriots keep this thing close or it is a blowout? We'll dive into it all. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. This is BeckQL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BeckQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.